In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. This kind of evil does not go out except by prayer and by fasting. So as we've entered into the season of assumption and blessing of the harvest, it is very right and natural for us to reflect every day and every hour on all there is to be thankful for in our lives. And let me start with St. Hoggope. Our church is growing. We seem to have visitors, new visitors every other week, as well as more sacraments than ever before, thank God. The leadership of our church continues to be wise and faithful, continuing a long tradition of many years of wise and faithful leadership. St. Hoggope also successfully sent a second medical mission to Armenia, uh, Dr. George, and has done many projects this past year to try to assist our homeland and Artsakh as well. And let's not forget that we were blessed to witness some great miracles of God, which we should never take for granted in the miraculous recoveries of Jack Tigranyan and Arakeshishan. And especially for me personally, for Yeriskin Anna's recovery. There is really so much to celebrate and every reason to treat this season of assumption and the blessing of the harvest as it was supposed to be treated, to be an extended season of gratitude for all the gifts that God has given the harvest, if you will, of the year. And yet, and yet, a somber mood has been clouding our days in church and Armenian life in general because of the Artsakh blockade, which is entering its ninth month. And so now, a century after the Armenian genocide, this time, this is all happening, it seems, under the bright daylight of watchful international bystanders. And so, as I put up a video online, it's by a Luis Moreno Ocampo, who was the first prosecutor of the International Court of Justice. He said, there's an ongoing genocide against 120,000 Armenians living in Nagorno-Karabakh, also known as Artsakh. And in August 7th, he gave his expert opinion about this, so it's something reliable and uh, something that the world listens to. He said, in many respects, the starvation of the ethnic Armenians of Nagorno-Karabakh represents the archetype of genocide. This is how you do it, by imposing conditions of life that are designed to bring about a group's destruction. And so for nine months, a multitude of voices, including that of the International Court of Justice, were raised all around the world. And then this past Wednesday, August 16th, the United Nations Security Council held an emergency meeting, and it was at the request of Armenia to consider Azerbaijan's total blockade of Artsakh and, again, the unimpeded movement of persons, vehicles, and cargo along the Lachin Corridor in both directions, as it was actually ordered by the International Court of Justice on February 22nd of this year. And then finally, the day before that, uh, all the priests of our diocese got together online and we met to prayerfully discuss what can we do to help the situation, and that's, of course, what this sermon uh, came from and was born from. And I would put it this way, to capture what we can do in an ancient and powerful wisdom that's attributed to St. Augustine that you may have heard, I have, may have said before, pray as though everything depended on God. Pray as though everything depended on God and work as though everything depended on you. 
let's start with the prayer part. Because I think it's no accident Augustine starts at this point. Because when we pray, we align and open our hearts to God and others in need. If we just start right in on the political action, and the letter writing, or raising money, or awareness, without first praying, then the center of our hopes and deeds is not the almighty power of God, it's the political system. I don't know about you, I don't put too much stock in that as a final end. Or the kindness of nations, that hasn't worked out too well either. Or some other unreliable worldly things. And that's why we have to start with prayer, individually and as a community. And so I ask you to please add the people of Artsakh and the resolution of this humanitarian crisis to your morning and your evening prayers and make it a sub-theme of your Sunday worship. Armenian communities from across the globe, evangelical and prelacy, Catholic, and Etchmiadzenakon have focused in on days of fasting and prayer, and actually our primate has assigned this Wednesday, August 23rd, from early morning to evening, to be a day of fasting and prayer, where we'll keep first in thought and prayer the people of Artsakh. So then, after we pray as though everything depended on God, then we work as though everything depended on you and me. And I think we can do this in two important ways. The first way is to inform ourselves and each other of the situation. I hope this sermon was a little bit of an effort in that direction. And you know, it's easy to get tired and jaded because this goes on for so long. Artsakh has had problems for so long, as well as Armenia, but we keep on uh, calling attention to it and we keep on, I encourage you to read and watch videos from reputable sources online. And I do direct you also to, we now have an Armenians of Tampa Bay Facebook group, which has about 200 people in it, and that's just the place. The church has a role, obviously, to play in resolution of humanitarian um, crises through prayer and action, but it's even more so all of the Armenians of Tampa Bay, and we have lots of resources on there letters that you can write uh, to political leaders, which is the second thing we can do. And you'll see all of those links there. And I know from experience, I've written a lot of letters to congressmen. And it may seem like it doesn't really do anything, and they're busy people, and guess what? America is not ever going to be all that concerned with Artsakh. But, but, if 10 people are doing it in Florida, as opposed to 1,000 people, it makes a huge difference and then add the rest of America and the world to that, and things can get done by bugging and talking uh, to your leaders and keeping the message very simple. This is a humanitarian crisis. Open up the Latin Corridor so there can be free transport uh, for sick people, for food, for kids, all of these things. And if we raise that voice together, I think we're going to be at a tipping point to bring attention to this matter because everyone now finally is talking about it more. So prayer and action in conclusion. Prayer and action, that's how Augustine outlined our duty and power as Christians. And Jesus said it in this way, which I started with the sermon with and didn't delve into, but Jesus says it this way. It's a great scene in the Gospels where the disciples come up to him and they failed to heal someone in a particularly difficult case. And they come up to Jesus and Jesus instructs them, and then he also, by extension, instructs us, I think, to this very day. Jesus says, this kind of evil does not 
come out except by prayer and by fasting. We have so many blessings here in America at St. Hagop, but let's not be deaf to the righteous cry of those in need in Artsakh. And let's let our faith-filled prayers and our tireless action be our special gift to the people of Artsakh, offering to bring their plight before Almighty God and insisting it stay front of mind to all peace-loving peoples across the world so that God's mercy and justice might prevail now and always and into the ages of ages. Amen.